Inside Jake Show, featuring Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, and your host, the unfiltered, unscripted, loose cannon of Knoxville Sports Radio, Jake Miller. The G.I. Jake Show starts now on Fan Run Radio. Welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It is Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Your free Fan Run Radio app, fanrunradio.com. Tennessee, more so should I say, Dalton Connect defeats Auburn, 92-84. Dalton Connect, 39 points let that sink in 39 points five of eight from three 12 of 21 from the field as a whole 10 of 12 from the free throw line three steals and two rebounds Dalton Connect outscored the entire Auburn team in the last 12 minutes and one second of the game 25 to 21 at one point in the second half it looked as if Auburn was about to take the lead and not let up but As the half went on, all you had to do was get the ball to number three and get out of his way. Whether that be from the three-point line, whether that means letting him drive to the rack and throw one down, had a monstrous jam in the second half, two-handed jam, hung on the rim for a little bit. Just absolutely dominating performance by Dalton Connect. Jonas Adu and Zakai Ziegler didn't have that bad of a game either. Jonas Adu fouled out with about 45 seconds left, but he had 14 points and seven rebounds. Zakai Ziegler, 17 points, nine assists and four rebounds. There was steal in there as well. Santiago Vescovi, Josiah Jordan James, got two apiece out of them. But you didn't need it. That's the thing, you didn't need that last night. All you needed to do was get the ball to number three and get out of his way. You know, as we suspected yesterday, their guy that was going to lead him in points and rebounds, he did. Janai Broom, Johnny Broom, however you want to pronounce his name, I think Janai is the proper way to pronounce it. 23 points and nine rebounds with five assists. But you didn't really let anybody else get going. You didn't really let anybody else get going. I know KD Johnson had about 10, and then Williams had about 12. But you didn't let anybody from the Auburn sideline or the Auburn bench take control of this game. Of course, Bruce Pearl gets assessed a technical foul, and that's because Bruce Pearl just has to make himself seen. He has to put himself in the spotlight, and he did. That's why he got the technical foul. The only thing, really, that I saw last night was I did not like the fact that we had 18 fouls called in the first eight minutes of the second half, and a lot of them were ticky-tack. A lot of them, you're just sitting there, It's like, and Jack, I know you were there as well, and it was just like, you know, what are we doing here? It was brutal. Like every single possession for a five-minute stretch, they blew a whistle, and it took. It took thirty minutes to get through five minutes of game time. It, it seemed like it took all the air out of the out of the crowd, out of the arena. But then, but then Dalton, DK, just him, Timothy. Yes. And you have three for Dale, 
We're going to have three for Dalton. Brett, how are you, sir? Good, man. I I mean, I don't know what else is left to say. I mean, everybody said it after the game last night. Everybody, Twitter went crazy, X, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was unbelievable performance. I mean, he had 27 of his 39 in the second half, and he had 25 in a 12-minute span when you went down eight. Like mm-hmm. you said, outscored Auburn. Uh, obviously, it was a weird game. Uh, it was. It, it was crazy to see it 44-40 at half. I mean, I, I felt like both teams kind of struggled. A lot of turnovers. Zakai was miserable in that first half. It was not fun to watch. Uh, I don't know what was going on with him. Um, you know, I mean, it's crazy to see a stat line the way it ended up. You know, I think uh, Jordan said his last 20 minutes he had like 15 and eight of those assists in the second half. Missed quite a few free throws, which is a little concerning, but he hit the ones down the stretch. Uh, Adu had a better first half than second half. I feel like Broom started getting, started cooking him in the second half, just started being aggressive. We had a double, which kept them in the game because they were hitting shots because they were getting open looks. Uh, and when Connect was getting double teamed, triple teamed at times, he found the open man. Uh, guys made clutch buckets. You know, uh, Ganey hit a big three, I believe. Um, and things like that. So, uh, no, it was just <laughs> I don't even know what else there is to say about Connect. Uh, you know, uh, he's got to do it, you know, possibly three more games here. Uh you know, hopefully we can get some guys to help him out. But for one night and one night only, that was the Connect show. And we talked about yesterday how you're on a four-game gauntlet. These last four games are going to decide your fate. And it's going to decide who wins the SEC. You're one game down. One game is done. And you won. You have three more games. Your toughest one's probably coming up this Saturday. But I wanted to note one more thing. Chad Baker Mazzara, number 10 from Auburn, was lollygagging during the National Anthem last night. I was standing about 10 feet away from it. He's just sitting there lollygagging, no hand over his heart, just looking around, not paying attention to anything. He was the only one, and along with somebody else, I could not, I could not see who it was or a number because he had a shooter shirt on, lollygagging during the National Anthem. That would not happen under Rick Barnes. Marcus, how are you, sir? I'm all right. Pretty good overall. Uh, obviously had the Tennessee win. Really wanted to see Dalton get the uh, hit the forty. I thought we were going to get it at one point. I I feel like uh, you know we should we should have pushed for that, Rick. Uh, that's my only gripe. Uh, are we really doing a flip here? Am I supporting Rick Barnes and you're mad at Barnes? No, 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 no. I I, I lo- think you're mad no. at Barnes. I love Rick Barnes. I just I I would have loved for him to be like you know what Barnes can't do anything when he's getting double and triple team. He probably would have had forty fifty maybe. If they didn't, and towards double. the end of the game, they were triple teaming him. I know. And you know, we talked yesterday. You didn't think they were going to double team him. I was like, no, they're going to double team well, him. They had it going, man. Well, he then was... they triple teamed him at one point, and we still scored on that possession. No, I mean, I don't remember a position we didn't score down the stretch. To be honest, I, I don't. And we had to because they were still scoring. Yeah. I mean, you needed all those buckets. I mean, they were crucial buckets. But I mean, defensively, I don't feel like we played that bad of a game defensively. No, I mean, Triple J had a great defensive performance. I mean, how many blocks did he have? I felt like he had a, f- a few. He had a total had four. of four blocks. Yeah, I mean, and six rebounds. I think defensively we were we were on point. It's ironic. So I remember when Joshy Boy called in yesterday asking, I was worried about a sluggish first half, and then hopefully we'd be able to turn it on in, in the second. And I really feel like the our sluggishness didn't show up until we got down by eight. We were up by like what nine, and then we, we were, were up by nine, and then we let them 
basically just crawl their way back into scoring droughts it. last night for a bit there. We weren't scoring basketball. We might be hitting a free throw here and there, but we weren't, like, putting the ball in the basket. Right. You know, and part of it was connect. We got those two fouls in the second in the first half. So, might have saved his legs for that run he made because he only played just over 30. Yeah. I mean, it was but he took over. phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what you want out of an SEC player of the year kind of player. That's what you want out of a player of the year kind of player is – uh, just to be able to take over when, when you need to. Um, you hope that he doesn't have to do it all the time. We've talked about that plenty of times. But you got three big games coming up. Quick turnaround against uh, Alabama. Then you've got South Carolina and Kentucky, and you need to win those three games. Um, if you want to put yourself in the best position to succeed for the tournament. And um, I, I'm hoping not only just the rest of this uh, regular season, but heading into March, that we don't have to rely on Dalton to do that kind of performance multiple times, because that's he's that, not going to do that for four straight games. He's a great player, but you can't expect this. It can't man. be done though. We've seen players. Oh, it can be done. Uh, I mean, those little guards, Shabazz Napier did it for Kennedy. Kimba did it. Yeah. I mean, they put those teams on their backs, and I mean, I mean, D. Brown did it at Illinois in the mid two thousands. Yeah, I mean, of course he had Darren Williams, but yeah. you know that that guy was unbelievable. But you know, but yeah, I mean, one guy can do it. You know, I mean, obviously you want some help. I mean, be nice. Some other guys hit a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, when a guy's going like that, even Barnes said, "We just hey, give him the ball." <laughs> I'm not even. I mean, what, you know, like I mean, keep said, this in mind, man. He said it was one of the best performances he's ever seen. We shot 51 percent from the field, 53 percent from the three point line. That is insane. Well, the buckets he were he was getting were hard buckets. Yeah, that's the thing. Every shot was contested. I'm sure if you look at the shot quality chart, Auburn might win that game. I've not looked at it yet, but the quality of our shots, like they were not, it's like easy buckets. Now Zakai missed some bunnies there at the beginning of the game, but yeah, he got timid because he especially had that one where he came across the middle, like he's in a little little, little layup, and, yeah. and Broom just swatted away from the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, he he became timid around the rim, and Broom was just he was. He's a good player, man. He is a good player. I mean, and you're going to get that. But again, that's that's a concern I have is a big kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude fouled out. He yeah. got worked. Yeah. I mean, he was inside outside all night against a dude, and just uncontested. I mean, he was bully balling him, just pushing mm-hmm. him, to, and he was doing it a walker too. Yeah. I mean, a walker was too small. He was. So those are still those are concerns. You know, you're we're relying on one player to connect, and he did what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times can we count on that? Like Marcus said, come March. One of the things you see at the game, or you see certain things at the game that you don't normally see on TV. I watched Tobe Awaka. They were shooting free throws. And Berman was the guy in the middle. Number 24. Tobe Awaka wiped the sweat from his beard and then rubbed it on Berman's arm. Thought that was funny. (laughs) Jack, how are we doing today, man? Yeah, that was... uh... Great, great day of ball last night. Um, enjoyed that, and my Bulls got a double overtime win, um, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, overall, just on a high. I mean, I just can't wait. Uh, college basketball just gets better and better each day. We're getting closer and closer to conference tournaments, which is super exciting. And then obviously March Madness is the epitome of awesomeness. So. Just can't wait. Um, glad to be on the show with y'all uh, for it. Um, we're gonna 
have some wild predictions. We're going to be horribly wrong, <laughs> but mostly I'll be right. So, <laughs> Has anyone checked on War Eagle Karen? I, was there ever a sighting of I was going to say, we can we probably check on Chuck, too. Charles. My Auburn Tigers? Yeah. <laughs> Golly. In our bets last night, I went 5-0. and oh. Brett, you went 3-2. and two. Marcus, you went 3-2, and two, did you not? Yeah, and I'm a little, a little disappointed uh, in the two teams that lost. At least you made money. Sure. Um, Could have been more. Yeah. The Boston University game was interesting. The Terriers uh, had a slugfest. Second half, they only gave up 19 points, uh, and it was tied 58-58 for about three minutes until they went to overtime. Mm-hmm. And would you like to know how many points were score- scored total in overtime? I'm on the edge of my seat. Tell us, Marcus. Ten points total. <laughs> Ten <laughs> points total, and they scored on a last-minute shot to win it. So I was like, ah, that that's the luck I needed. That's the lucky draw I had. Marshall was only down by a one point at halftime, and then they let Georgia Southern just destroy them in the second half. And then I stopped keeping track. But I already knew Northwestern was going to win because they were up by like eight at one point. I had no problem there. South Carolina won against A&M, which I thought was weird that they were considered the underdogs in that game. Yeah, that was uh, that I, was just nuts. That felt like an easy win for money of, of any kind. Um, and then Old Miss, man, like they they had that game. Like, they go into halftime with a pretty decent lead over Alabama. It was just three. Well, I mean, they played well in that first half. Like, and, and the type of offense that Alabama can produce, you know, I'd say a three-point lead is pretty – scored 70 in the second half, Bama. I- I'm aware. Oh, <laughs> I'm aware. They had 30 points at half. They ended with 103. I'm That's aware. incredible. That's ridiculous. That's what we're going to have to deal with. Well, I think here well, – well, Put Cade Phillips out but, there and start punching people. Here, here's the thing you have to look at with that game. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park. We're literally having to go to Tuscaloosa. No, everybody else has booked it as an L from what I'm hearing. To me, which is ridiculous. That was the only game that Kempom said that we should lose the rest of the year, which I don't understand. We Man, have, that was months ago. We have a we have probably the best defense in the SEC. For one, we're definitely better than Ole Miss defensively. We're third in the country. I could see that. Um, and then the big question is. You know, will their defense step up? Their defense is very like <laughs> horrible. Well, it, it comes on and comes off. Like they 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 literally will turn it on and and have a good defensive performance, but it's not consistent at all. Um, more towards being a horrible defense than a good one. So, do they try to turn it on for this one because they know that they need this to keep in the race for the a share of the SEC championship of the regular season or? Does Dalton connect and Zakai Ziegler and maybe Vescovy or whoever else start lighting them up and they can't keep up with us? So, because our defense isn't going to give up that many points. No. It, they're just not. They might give up 70 total, but that's about it. Absolutely. We're going to hear from West Coast Rusty when we return. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well,
Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio as Brett is really excited over here. We get to talk to our good friend, West Coast Rusty. Big orange banter. Two goats last night. Oh, my goodness. Rusty, what's going on, man? Oh, man, just uh, just sitting out on the deck watching uh, the sunrise over Big Bear. Um, mountains are beautiful. There's some snow capped, and it's, you know, glorious weather. Where I'm sitting right now, just can't complain, man. Man, I'll tell was, you was, what. You know, tw- 20 miles from where uh, there was a, a – Los Angeles on La- Los Angeles basketball game last night that you know I really don't care oh. about, but it was, it was happening. Goodness, Rusty, <laughs> this guy yep. Dalton Connect, thirty nine points, outscoring the entire Auburn team in the last twelve minutes of the game, twenty five to twenty one. Is this and everyone's going to bring up Bernard King? People are going to bring up Chris Lofton. People are going to bring up Dale Ellis, Allen Houston. There's probably a couple more that are going to get added to that list. Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield. Are we watching the best player that has ever come through the University of Tennessee? And now he doesn't have as much time as a lot of those other guys did, but he's inching closer. He's now seventh on the list for most points in a single season at the University of Tennessee. Now, granted, these stats do include the postseason. Jordan Moore put this stat out last night. Can Dalton Connect keep climbing that ladder? Bernard's the one I don't want to say yes for sure over. Everybody else, it's a yes for sure over. Um, while Houston may have been maybe the most talented shooter for his size, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to draw somebody away from the basket and go by them and, and, and crank on somebody's head head at the rim. Um, Lofton, while was crafty and was the best shooter maybe to ever walk the face of the earth, limited because of size and things like that, and, and again, wasn't going to finish at the rim with the same way. King, King didn't play in an era where we where there was a three-point line. So, it, I, you know what? I'm just going to say you can't compare those two because the game was different. And Ellis didn't either, for that matter. But Ellis wasn't somebody that's going to finish. Ellis was a shooter, not somebody that was going to finish at the rim. King is somebody that I can't compare because we don't know how he would have played in the SEC with a three-point line. So you can't judge the two. I'm going to leave it at that to, to take a non-stance. <laughs> so this is basically a difference of eras. Yeah, and basketball is the one sport where I think you can say difference of era really, really matters because of a very, very important part of a basketball court that wasn't there at one time. Right. And you look at the Ken Palm rankings right now, in adjusted efficiency margin, Tennessee ranks fifth in the country. In adjusted offense, they're 17th, which is a major step up from last year. And they are oh, yeah. third in adjusted defense. They are in yeah, we're, that we're bubble of which you could make a run at an NCAA championship. We're not asking for a championship. I just want to make a Final Four. If we win a championship, <laughs> that, that would be phenomenal. But I don't think anything would excite this fan base more than to get that win in the Elite Eight and say, hey, we're going to the Final Four. We're going to Phoenix. We're going to make it happen this year. We're getting You're getting too far ahead of us, man. I'm you're not getting, getting too far, far ahead. I'm thinking realistic. I don't know what we you're talking about. We haven't got past Alabama on Saturday yet. We're going to get past Let's Alabama. Let's talk about March when We're going to get happens. past Alabama on Saturday. Don't you worry about that. Okay. Don't you worry well, about that. We got three for Dalton. We don't have three for Dale here. We have three for Dalton. <laughs> Let me – 
let me go ahead and just give everybody some really, really important food for thought here. I, I get it. Making the Final Four needs to happen, and I want it to happen, and I'm, I, I'm desperate for it to happen. The, the, the feeling of euphoria of cutting down the nets, you know, up here at Crypto Arena, 15 minutes from me, um, I can't imagine how great that day would be. But the pain when we lost to Michigan State by one that game, if we lose the game in the Final Four or in the National Championship, it's going to be magnified times a thousand. Yep. If you lose your last game of the year, it's going to hurt, hurt, hurt. Every year, no matter what. And only one team doesn't have to feel that hurt. Every round you go further forward, it's going to hurt even more. Um. I I know I want to advance, but if we don't win a championship, it, it it's it's pain to me regardless. I don't care if we got in the round of 32 or the, or the final four. Yeah, it'd be great to have the final four moniker off our back, but it's not going to alleviate me being, you know, crawling in a the fetal position for a couple of days after. Right. <laughs> so let's win the whole damn thing. Let's go win the whole damn thing that is coming from Rusty. And I guess we could go ahead and look forward to Alabama. Well, can I ask him about last night's game? Sure, still? go ahead. I did, you know, obviously it was great with Connect, but there are still some, a little bit of concerns. Obviously, Zakai came out. We came out slow, I think, a little bit. Uh, maybe it was just the atmosphere of the game. Uh, Zakai really struggled early in the game. I also have concerns what we've talked about in the past with, you know, another big man, a quality big man, giving us problems down low. I mean, Adu fouled out, yeah, it was with under a minute left, but we got in some foul trouble, but – that's still a concern. Uh, I mean, it went so far as we had to double him because they do just maybe it was because he was in foul trouble a little bit, but we had to bring another one, which led to some open baskets for them as well. So, I mean, we talked about Connect in his game, but what were your overall thoughts on the game itself? Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you, Brett. I do want to talk about last night. Um, Broom's a stud. Yeah. And I, I, him getting his didn't bother me. The, the, the only thing that bothered me about him was I thought, we uh, there was one play that bothered me, and it was when when Jonas put his hands down and let him shoot a three yeah. when we had all the momentum going. That was the, the stuff in the post. Good post players are going to score, and and you know if 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 you tell me we play Auburn and Broom gets twenty three and a Duke gets fourteen, I'll take that matchup because we're going to win several other matchups. So I'm okay with that. Um, I a couple times we let him pass out of the double team because the third defender left their man too open. Um, but so I'm not, that, that doesn't freak me out too much. The Zakai thing, I don't know, I don't know who all heard it, but, uh, Mark Pankratz, former assistant at Tennessee, um, was with the great Jason Swain yesterday on one, on a program. Um, and Pankratz had talked to Bruce earlier in the day and Bruce said, our game plan is we're going to play no help. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to not leave anybody. And we want Zakai Siegler with the ball in his hands, and we want to be, him to beat us by scoring one on one. When he drives in the paint, um, we want the guy guarding him to stay with him and make him take a tough two at the rim. And we don't want to help off of a dude for a, a bounce pass dunk. We don't want to help off a shooter for a kick three. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's and that's what they said during the broadcast. I think it was even mentioned yeah. that Pearl wanted him yeah. to take thirteen or fourteen shots, not get thirteen, fourteen assists. That was that was their whole game plan that yeah. Auburn came up with. and. It, it took Zakai a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then in the stretch run, we had a counter for that, which was 
run some action away from the ball mm-hmm. to get Broom switched on to connect on the perimeter and then isolate that. That way it's not Ziegler with the ball in his hands having to go one-on-one. It's connect, and Ziegler can go play off the ball as a catch-and-shoot guy. And once we did that, it was bucket after bucket after bucket. Then we forced them to double connect, and then we got them in rotation where he passed out of it for open shots for other people. Um, I, I kind of wish we would have went to that a little earlier to, to, to not force the guy to just you know dribble the, dribble the air out of the ball like he was having to do a lot. Because of the, they, they were just denying everybody else, which was a great game plan. Um, but I'll tell you what's great about that is we've seen it now, and if somebody else uses it, we will have counters for it. And, and Zakai will be better at the foul line. Let's be honest. They, we went, we took we the nine point lead that we had that ended up being an eight point lead for Auburn was all because we missed about four front ends of one and ones um, while they were getting twos on the other end. It was all predicated on us not making foul shots during that middle middle third of the of the second half. Oh uh, yeah, I just uh, wanted to ask. Um, I mean, you saw that Dalton performance last night. I mean, <laughs> how how on earth is he doing it? And I, is it is it too much? Are we relying on him too much for these games? Because at the end of the games, it's it's obvious he's getting the ball, and they end up doubling and tripling. And he he's not the greatest passer of all time. So, should we switch that up? Should we try and look for different things? What do you think? No, um, the the play he made when they doubled him at the top and he kicked it to Santi in the corner over top of the double, and then Santi Santi to an immediate touch pass. Just as soon as it was in Santi's hands, it was out of it. To a do for yep. a dunk or a a left hand left handed lay in that was basically a dunk. Um, that's what we need more of, and the more he does it, the better. The hockey um, it'll 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 stop double teams, and if they do it, we'll just keep punishing. I think when you have a talent like that, um, and you get fourteen from your big, and you get seventeen from your point guard, to the next night out, it might be Ganey who gives you fifteen because he gets hot. It might be Santi have a night where he hits three of six from behind the arc because teams leave him. Keep doing what you're doing. If you got Shabazz Napier, if you got Kimba Walker rolling, if you got um I don't know, Michael Jordan, you, you don't think is are we putting too much on his shoulder? The the kid last night, um, as Coach Barnes said, I'm leaving the arena at ten thirty and Connect was back on the court working on his game last night. Wow. Um that's why you can you can put that ball in his hands all the time because he he is doing all the right things when the lights and all the cameras aren't on. Russ, yeah, you know, talking about like the pressure of things in general, I, I, you know, I don't want to be this person, but I think it's still an important <laughs> question to ask. Sure. You know, this is obviously something special that we have not seen in Tennessee and Thompson Bowling Arena in, in quite some time. Is there pressure on this team to actually get further than we've been before? Not only just the final four, but maybe even further. Like, does does it put any kind of extra pressure on the team as a whole or on Dalton, knowing that he? I'm sure he is well aware that he is kind of the man on campus right now and the man on the court. And does it tar- tarnish anything if if we don't play the way that we hope we do when it comes to March? 
I don't know. As far as the tarnishing point part of it, no. This team's great. Um, and regardless of where this season ends up, we should look back on this team fondly. They're fantastic, and we should we should enjoy the heck out of Dalton Connect and all the guys regardless. Um, it's been a great, great year, and, and we've all got to enjoy a lot of great basketball. But, yes, there has to be pressure. The fan base feels the pressure. There's a weight on us, as I was talking about, because of not having tournament success, and it goes back to Ray Mears. Um, it, I mean, it goes back that far where we haven't had success in that dang tournament. Um, I don't know if it affects the Connect as much as it does everybody else because Connect's only been on campus for, you know, what now? Le- still less than 12 months at this at this point. Mm-hmm. So he may not feel the pressure as much, but I, I guarantee you Triple J, Santi, Ziegler, and Adu know there is that pressure of it sure would be nice to have a, a run and, and win four, five, six basketball games um, when that NCAA logo's at center court. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This this is probably the most special team that we've seen in a while, and it's. I think a lot of it has to do with the change up on our offensive philosophy too. It feels like this is kind of a change that uh, of of a Rick Barnes offense that we've seen. You know, a lot of times I feel like we're used to the to the post play to get it down low to the to the guy that can knock a few guys around and get to the get to the net. And now it feels like we are more explosive that we've been in the past. Do you feel like that also gives us maybe an extra edge that we haven't seen from a Rick Barnes team uh, here in Tennessee? One hundred percent. This team offensively being in the top 20 in offensive, offensive efficiency while still maintaining being number three right now nationally. I think Iowa state passed us last night because we gave up 84 um, to a really, really good offensive basketball team, never mind you. But being in the top five defensively while maintaining a top 20 offense is people, – people might not realize it. We haven't had that um, in in this run since since the, but the Buzz Peterson years ended. We haven't had a team that was that good on both ends of the court. The, the, the 18-19 team that lost to Purdue, um, the Grant Admiral last team, that team was number two in the nation offensively pretty much all year, and rightfully so. They could, they, they could get buckets in so many different ways. But that team was in the 50s in defense. And then the last, every team since, we've been top two nationally pretty much in defense every year with high 30s, low 40 offenses. This is the perfect combination, um, which is why you feel like – well, it's two things – perfect combination of offense and defense being both being at an elite level and you have a guy that I'm just going to go ahead and say right now I don't remember anybody in the last 10 years that was in college basketball not in not in Knoxville Tennessee mind you in college basketball that was isolate you and go to the rim with authority and finish 10 different ways and or step back and pull on you, or hit a mid-range. The Miller kid was nasty last year at Alabama, but he wasn't going to finish through contact with authority at the rim if you gave him any bit of a crease. Now, now I will say this. A big thing that's changed with um, college basketball is the block charge rules changed. 
and maybe maybe we would have saw a few more guys finish at the rim with thirty the last ten years if if the charge was basically taken out of the game like it has been now. So Connect, Connect is benefiting from that a little bit, and I, I'm all here for it. I hated the stupid charge rule or just all the charge calls of the past. So it it's a great thing that college basketball did. The game's more watchable now. Absolutely. One more thing before we let you go, Rusty. Um, you got a team that you're playing this weekend in Alabama. Over their last five, they're averaging 101 points in their last five games. They're 4-1 and one in their last five. What is the magical number for Tennessee to get to this weekend? Because according to the ESPN analytics, Alabama has about a 63% chance to win this game as opposed to Tennessee's 37. That's a lucky number for us here at Fan Run. We can ride with that. But what is that magical number that it's going to take for Tennessee to get to in order to beat Alabama this Saturday down in Tuscaloosa at the Coleman Coliseum? If you tell me we score 90 on Saturday right now, and you guarantee me we score 90, we're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, we Barnes has a really great defensive game plan, and he has it every time we play Nate Oates. We're going to run him off the three-point line, um, and we're going to have somebody protect the rim, and we're going to try to force them to shoot long or shoot tough, tough mid-range twos, and they're going to refuse to take them. Um, so they're going to have a ton of empty possessions. So they're going to still get theirs because they're at home, and they're going to hit some tough guarded shots from behind the arc. But if if, if you guarantee me ninety, what we're going to win? Absolutely. I guess one more thing before we let you go. Of course, we sure. saw what happened last week with the NCAA in the state of Tennessee and the state of Virginia, and you know. It was just so weird, and we talked about it a little bit on Friday evening, but how all of a sudden it's like you can't decorate hotel rooms, but you can do this. The hotel room decorations are the ones that really got me. It's like, wow, that uh, that balloon that they put up in the Marriott or that balloon they put up in the Hilton, that really swayed their decision. You can't do that anymore. Now imagine if the NCAA found out about, you know, how Tennessee got Brian Williams. Shout out to Duke Cruz, best recruiter of all time. <laughs> I think I said this to you off the air one or when that was coming out last week. Um, <laughs> if decorating the hotel rooms is the worst thing that's going on on in them with the recruits now, we've made huge strides. Yes. Let's uh let's let's get it together and see a Go enforce things like making sure kids are going to classes and and, call, and and universities aren't having fake schools and fake classes like Carolina used to do. Um, let's 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 monitor those things. Let's run some tournaments and 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 get out of the business of worrying about it being the wild wild west in recruiting because it's been the wild wild west in recruiting for a hundred years. You can make the players employees. You can do whatever you want to. The players are still free to make as much nils as they want to outside of being a basketball player or a football player for a university, get over that stuff, move on, and, and j- just embrace it. Oh, yeah, maybe tr- try to find some way to stop the chaos with the transfer portal. That would be that would be something you need to, to, to look at maybe coming up with a plan for. I get that kids should be able to, to move and go as they want to, but maybe, maybe make the dates just a little bit better so it's not total chaos in December. I think That's one thing you might be able to clean up. I think everybody – would agree with that wholeheartedly. Rusty, thank you so much for coming on, man. Tell us where to find you on X. Uh, Big Orange Banter, at Big Orange Banter, or at West Coast Rusty. Um, Either one. Follow both, please, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, uh, thank you so much. Um, And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week, I guess. 
All righty. That is West Coast Rusty making his weekly appearance here on the G.I. Jake Show. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Final segment of hour number one, the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Guys, go check out Parkside Kia 9929 Parkside Drive if you're tired of looking around town, all over town, to find the right vehicle for you. Parkside Kia has it all. 9929 Parkside Drive and online at parksidekia.com. Let's go back to the phones. Dr. Vall is next. What do you say, Dr. What's going on, guys? I kind of hate I have to follow up Rusty. It's kind of like when we went from Bruce Pearl to Quanzo Martin. But, uh, I'll do my best. I, I do enjoy y'all having him on here. That guy knows sports. I mean, it's uh, it, it's interesting. I can't believe Poli Joe would go off about him. Well, actually, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that one. <laughs> uh Brett, uh, you had yeah. mentioned earlier, it sounds like you feel pretty confident about the Alabama game. I do, yes. Is that correct? Yeah, I Okay, do. good. Okay, good. I need you to talk me off the ledge because I'm, I'm scared we're going to – Well, well give me the reasons why you streak. why you think we're going to lose the game. D.R. Vol, NASCAR has three for Dale. We have three for Dahl. That's all you need to know. Okay, get out of here. That's lame. <laughs> Candace is still the three on that campus. Go ahead, yeah. D.R. Okay. Well, mostly because of where we're playing them at, and I just don't feel like we're going to get a good whistle. And, and I just got that Bama thing. Y'all know how it is in any sport. We play Alabama. You just you don't get the whistle. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they're just so bad defensively. They don't guard. And I feel like that plays right into our hands, and I feel like we're good enough defensively to hold them down. They made four threes against us. Somehow – if one, if one thing Barnes does, he, he knows how to play against Bama. I, I mean, even last year we did it. I mean, in the few years we've gone down there, we've had some like Folky was down, you know, we were injured or, or whatever. I agree it's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm i just confident in our team, uh, and we have the best player on the court, which always helps. Uh, Adu doesn't have to deal with a dominant big, so I feel like he could have a good game. And, I mean, we scored almost 100 against him in the first matchup. And Connect, re- Connect made 1-3. Is he going to get held down again? Now, the only thing that worries me is did he overexert himself last night? Is he going to have enough legs? What's Barnes going to do in practice, which people say maybe runs him too much, you know? But then again, you hear connects in the gym after the game last night after he just dropped 39. Who does that? You know, the greats do that, I guess. You know, so, I I, I mean, I'm just confident in this team. I, I like where we're at, and, I mean, I feel like so many people are just automatically chopping this one up to a loss and, and doesn't realize what kind of team we have. We have a top-five team. We're top five in Kim Palm and offense and defense. So, I don't know. I, I have every reason to be confident in this team to go down there and get the win on Saturday night. Well, and you just said something I hadn't thought of yet. You know, I, I, do you worry about an emotional letdown? I know, like, the Bruce Pearl thing means more to us yes. than it does the players because, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he's was he been gone, what, 10 years? They, some yeah. of them were yeah. even teenagers. Yeah. But, and being on the road, like, what what is the stat, like, top 10 teams have a losing record on the road this season is that correct yeah something like that yeah it's one of the worst that it's ever been 
Yeah, and that scares me because we need this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously it scared you. Bam Bama scored a, over 100 points nine times this season, which is like the most in SEC history since, like, I think it tied Kentucky from 95-96. So they score points, but they scored 70 against us last time. Granted, it was here. We were fired up. I mean, I just don't have a good reason why I don't think we can go down there and win. Is it just because it's the allure of a of a Coliseum? I mean, we went to the Dean Dome. Yes, we lost. But we've played in tough places. We played against quality teams. You got an SEC championship on the line. You got a guy trying yeah, to win SEC Brett. player of the year. I, I, I'd rather talk about us winning the game than us going down there, oh, it's no big deal if we lose it. If you lose it, what kind of – what do you do against South Carolina when you go on the road next game? I mean, I want the confidence to remain high. Well, you owe them an ass whipping. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you win the game and you just maybe take off. But if you lose the game, you lose an SEC championship possibly. I mean, I mean, South Carolina's sitting there right on your heels. Kentucky's right there, so the Kentucky game becomes bigger. Well, you could lose a top four by a seed in an SEC tournament. We're talking about one seed, but you could drop to a four, five, and you're playing an extra game in the SEC tournament. I mean, I don't think we're going to go down there and get killed simply because Brendan Miller won't be there, but it just, it <laughs> oh, just does worry me, guys. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was really good to see Brent. You're cutting in and out, DR. You always got a good one-liner. Don't cut out on me. Oh, no. No. I knew what it was going to be about, too, because I could hear pieces of it. Oh, no. Uh, I kind of want to see if he'll somehow hop back in. Oh, man. I, all I know is it had to do with Grant Williams, and I think and it was probably nice to see him with a shirt on. Or, <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope that's correct. DR, let me know if that was right or not. So, oh, that's a shame. Or clothes on, not just shirt, clothes on. Yeah, just having clothes on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I no, saw that. But, I mean, just to talk about Alabama more, I mean, they don't have a matchup for Connect. Connect's going to get no. his buckets. Our best defender – is going to guard their best player, Marcus Sears. He had he scored twenty two. He had nine turnovers against us. But look what Jamal Meshack did last year to Brandon Miller, who is a much I'm better just, player than Mark Sears. Brandon Miller. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean Jamal Meshack handled him last year. I mean, they're Thompson not going to shoot. They're they're going to make more than four threes. They're going Let's, to. We know that. I mean, like Rusty said, you, if you get to ninety, you feel great. I mean, it's going to be it's going the game's going to be eighty nineties. You know, that's where we want to play the game too. It's about can you get stops at key times. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, obviously it's a lot of heart when I'm making this, when you're talking about your team and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm doing that, but I hate Alabama. I don't want to lose Alabama. I don't. They've beaten us enough, you know, <laughs> you know, not in basketball, but you know, like, I don't know. You can send a clear message. You can get a one seed. There's so much on the line on Saturday. It's crazy. It's the biggest game of the season. It really is. I mean, and, you know, you want to. Not just the fact this is the next one. Correct. And. You know, you, you can win this solidify at least a share. Yes, so it's solidified at that point because you're going to beat South Carolina on the road. We owe them one. We're Are not going to lose be favorites in this game. Who South Carolina? You think the, no Alabama? Alabama be the I think favorites? that I think that Alabama will probably pick-em. be around a three and a half to a four and a half point favorite. It might be a pick. So all the pressure's on them. Yeah. People are. Everybody's expecting us to lose this game. There's no pressure on us then. Connect might go get a school record in points. What if he does that? He very well could. Because, I mean, if you win this... People are still hating him. I don't know why. You know, like, there's still a question about Sears being SEC Player of the Year. It's like, not even a, up for discussion. It's not Sears. It's not, not Reeves. It's Dalton Connect. That should and be your SEC Reeves Player thing, of the Year. The Reeves thing is ridiculous in my That's mind. That's stupid. I think Broom should be ahead of Reeves. Reeves not even best player on his team. And there's team. a case to be you made for to that. You have to be the best player on your team to be in consideration for SEC Player of the Year. Right. Uh, Reed Shepard's better than him. Dillingham's better than him. 
I mean, like, get out of here with the Reeves talk. Yeah. It's between two players. Yeah, it's between and Sears it's, and Connect. Yeah, and I Connect's leaped ahead of him. It's, yeah. And it's so. not even close. I mean, and Dalton Connect should be up for National Player of the Year as well. Yeah, and evidently that's not even close. Like, you might as well give Edie the trophy is what, I, is what the odds are saying. And that's just – Minus 2,500 and Connect's next closest at plus 2,500. Like we've said all year, the only thing that Zach Edie is better at than Dalton Connect is being a foot taller than him. That is it. I mean, he's good at what he does. He is good at what he does. He can't help But can Zach Eady do what Dalton Connect did last night? Can Zach Eady do what Dalton Connect did against North we Carolina? Seen, what about all those other 30-point games? He can't do it the same way. No, he can't. But he can go get 35-20 yeah, I mean, on he, a given night, he and can, he's done it. And he's not going to wow you like well, Dalton Connect did. But they're two different players. They're two different players, yes. But when you talk about National Player of the Year, yes, you have to take into account points per game. Yes, you have to take into account rebounds per game. Assist. Blocks, steals, whatever stat you, you want to use. You can't argue, like, if you take Connect off this team, what are we? Nothing. You take Edie yeah. off that team, they're nothing. Exactly. So, there, you can't have that argument. No. So. Do you want to have that argument? We can do it real quick. No, we. Uh, who's the better team without their star? Tennessee's better. Yeah. Easy. Easy. I mean, we saw what they did. Tennessee very well connect might, last year. They might very well be the best have, team in the country. You're lucky I don't know the rest of the roster. Otherwise, I'd make this argument just for fun. But they lost to the they what they lose first round last year, second round. Yeah, they lost a fairly big. It cost me a half a million dollars. Sixteen seed. We saw Tennessee pretty much with the roster around connect get wow. to a Sweet Sixteen last yeah. year. Think about that. And with a Euros Plavich and a Olivier Comwa, <laughs> you know now they're not. You can't tell me this team isn't better than Purdue without their two stars. Tennessee, right now, I feel like is the best team in the country. I, I would put us up against Houston. I'd put us up against but UConn. But here you guys are thinking we're going to lose on Saturday. I never said we were going to lose on Saturday. Yeah, why are you saying you guys? What's going uh, you on You guys here? all said 3-1. and one. I'm the only one that's been saying 4-0. and oh. I said we won. Like, the one least. that I had was last night, and that's gone. Hang you had on. us losing last night? Hang I was on. so afraid of last night. I know he night. didn't have his covering. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You had the Bruce Pearl yeah, yeah, last night. Yeah, he physically didn't have it covering. Don't act he like even that. had it in his bets. He's don't, like, don't act like that game wasn't close, <laughs> y'all. It was. Come on. But we at least covered. We got to hit a break. Stay with us. Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you in need of a smile makeover? 